What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. I hate the Losers What are you looking lounges? for, Adam? My charger. I don't know. Oh, do you have my charger? No, I don't have your charger. Not every charger on earth belongs to you. This is, is it, my charger. It's my charger. Wow, I don't like how this is going. <laughs> are we, we going to get contentious here right off the bat? Is this my first day in prison? This is, yeah, what, what are we doing <laughs> here? my charger. <laughs> Uh, nuggets fall to the uh, Phoenix Suns. The, 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 the what were their names? What was it? What was that game? One forty to one thirty. All offense, not a lot. Actually, I don't know if there wasn't a lot of defense. There just was a lot of offense in this yeah, game. Man. I mean, there was a lot of shooting. Both teams damn near fifty percent from the three point line throughout the entire game. Nobody can miss. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Didn't win money today on the all app. But I'm here in the Losers Lounge Man, to like suffer together. Bad, bad bummer vibes through and through. This it just all the show started before I thought it was going to. I got I got D line over here. What's up, guys? Uh, life is pain. None of us deserve love or joy. And um, Adam lost all of his money. So at least one good thing happened. Jokes on you. I have neither love nor joy. <laughs> Over here, the man wearing Phoenix Suns purple. It's, oh, it's Duvalier. So I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to pin the, <laughs> the chat against me. Hey, they're angry. I'm just making sure they're not at me. Anybody but me. <laughs> That's the type of person you are, huh? I really hate being in losers' lounges. It's not fun. No. Um, it's not where we belong. None of us belong to be like. Oh, I, I feel like a total oh, loser I right totally now. I feel like here, such a loser. Well, I'm like the. Founder. I don't belong. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You shouldn't. We've got like rubbed our stink on you. I'm sorry about yeah. that. I apologize for my stink. <laughs> um, the there's a lot. There's so many layers to this. You know, I guess I should I just do the what do we call the fast the fast read read down the rundown. I'm not even. Okay, let's go to the fast rundown real quick. <laughs> so I can just bitch. go through. What's that? I appreciate that, but we have a show to do. We are out of sorts right now. We are really out of sorts. Uh, all right. This game, I actually didn't take good notes because it was a fantastic game. Like, this was such was a, a good game, game that I didn't want to tweet. So I didn't like want to take I'm notes. I'm like not mad. Like, the game was so good. I'm, I'm a little mad. I'm with you. Like, this is what I mean is I feel a little weird because part of me feels like yeah, you did. did what you could do. You yep. know, so this, but a part of me is like they're the, you have to be perfect, and the Nuggets were 95, 90-ish, 95% perfect, so they almost did it. Uh, Jokic was locked in to start this game. He was going right at Aiton. No problem. In fact, he was, from a scoring perspective, what did he go, 9 of 10 tonight from the field? Only 10 shots, but he was locked in early, just making everything. Also locked in tonight, Devin Booker. He was very in. And by the way, this was one of those games where Devin Booker very clearly was trying to make a, a statement game. You know, he had to comment something earlier about like Jokic doesn't he was basically saying Jokic doesn't deserve consideration for the MVP it's only a false criteria that is allowing him to do this um I think there's some undertones to the, what he was trying to get at at this one and uh, tonight you could tell that he came out wanting to make a point and he to his you had to tip your hat to him he was absolutely fantastic in this game he had 17 in the first quarter Bones comes in he misses he gets to the line right away misses two free throws Back, back to back. Gets pissed off about it. So what's he do? It. Decides to score the next 10 points of the game. Absolutely goes nuclear. He was incredible. Uh, great game. First quarter was just like haymaker after haymaker. Second quarter, Bones leading the way, playing with an edge. Jay Crowder made three threes in a row. This is what kind of game it was. Nobody missed. It was like, let's see who blinks first. Neither team blinked. Um, the game was physical as hell, especially inside. Like, I don't understand... The contact that was allowed tonight. And then, like, down the stretch, it got, like, super tight. And you're like, what the hell is happening tonight? But this was an incredibly physical game. The refs were just like, hey, it's a lot of energy. We're just going to let them play. Booker's still cooking. Nobody on either team would miss a three. And then Joker hurts his wrist. He comes back into the game. He hurts his wrist. He shoots two free throws. He misses both of them. That, to me, is, like, 
of what is going to be the lasting story of tonight's game, all of this other stuff is going to fade away in 48 hours. Joker's wrist. I'm concerned. <laughs> we'll find out what happens. Third quarter, Monte knocks down a three. A couple of them. Chris Paul fully. It took him a, a half to get back to his bullshit. You guys notice? Yeah, like, dude, he, the yeah. first half he was trying some bullshit. Wasn't getting called. Like he stopped in front of someone, fell down, looked at the ref, got mad. Third quarter though, it's like, oh, I figured. I remember how to do this. It was just all these little bullshit plays. <laughs> you don't want to say anything? Well, are we allowed to chime in on the fast recap? Are the you quick doing recap? Yeah, the fi- the quick recap has like quick commentary. Oh, I was not aware of that. Uh, uh, I agree with what you said. Aaron Gordon got rolling for a little bit. <laughs> Devin Booker still rolling. Uh, and then Bones Highland shot the buzzer, give the Nuggets a two-point lead. This is my only note I have of the fourth quarter. This is how into the game I was. Biombo, Bismack Biombo suckered Boogie into taking a really dumb shot. Yo, Boogie played a dumb game. Boogie's like, the thing about him is it was so obvious that Biombo could not guard him. And it was so obvious that Biombo knew he couldn't guard him. And it was so obvious that Biombo's like, you know what I can do is piss him off and see if he's dumb enough to like just do dumb stuff. God and guess what? Boogie's what like, he? I am. I know. And it was so like, dude, all you have to do is kick this dude's ass. Score points. He's six foot seven. Biombo's tiny. Just kick his ass and dominate the minutes. Instead, he gets into the tussle. Yeah. And it was like so <laughs> frustrating. And then the starting lineup for the Phoenix Suns is the best in the NBA at, in crunch time. You get down to crunch time. Nuggets, Jokic in particular, Monte Morris even had some bad turnovers in the clutch. And it was just enough. Like, Denver played an A-plus game, just not quite an A-plus-plus game. And that little margin was just enough for the Suns to roll away with it. And they get the 10-point lead. Dev, what's your big takeaway? I have three big takeaways. Whoa, dude. What if we... All right. Completion. Okay. False narratives. Okay. And... You coming up with the third one on the spot? Well, you just threw me off because you had to talk while I was talking. That's what I, I was supposed to be early. thinking about. I'll just go with those two. Um, the Suns are just like a, 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 a well-oiled machine. Like, everything about them, they know exactly what they want from each other. Um, they know weaknesses. They know strengths of each other. And they just, they're doing the right things. Like, crunch time, that was my last piece. Coming down to crunch, I, I felt like that was the biggest part of the game is They've been there. They they know how to finish those type of games. I knew if it was going to stay close, then Phoenix was going to pull that out because they just know what to do in those type of situa- situations, who to go to, and they make smart decisions throughout the entire game. Um, they had they really won the game with only their starters. All five starters were in double digits. No one else in the, on their team was in double digits, but they just like completely took over there. The false narrative part comes in with Devin Booker. He shouldn't have got his season high in that game right there. Like, 48 points. They sent him to the free throw line at the at the very, very end, and now that's going to be the narrative is that I know, it's he so had annoying. his best game against the MVP should he be part of the, the discussion. We're going to fake like he's supposed to be in the MVP race when we all know it's a three-person race. He's never been there, but now all of a sudden he's <laughs> going to be there. And I, I just don't like that. So. You got to give it up to the Suns. Like, they just came in, and they were, like, complete and ready um, for that. And it was, like, like a play, playoff atmosphere type of game. That's true. Did everyone just see Adam try to Chris Paul, my uh, <laughs> charger cord, steal it right out of my goddamn computer? Uh, my big takeaway was that the Nuggets played way above their heads this, this game. They were yeah. as good as I've seen them. They really were. Half. This was, like, a top... 
I honestly think this was like a top seven game from the Nuggets this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm saying like I'm not. I had that sinking feeling that like yo, they cannot keep this pace up. <laughs> Even through the third into, yeah. the, into the fourth, I was like, yo, this is like too good to be true because the Nuggets like. Nobody was missing any shots. Bones Highland was absolutely 100% Dame Lillard. He was completely unconscious. Barton was hitting shots. Jeff Green was hitting shots. Um, and, like, I, I just hate to say it. Like, a game like this shows you that even, like, when the Nuggets play, like, their absolute best, like, they're st- we just still aren't the team we need to be against the top talent without our full squad together. You know, it's right. like... But the one thing I will say is that I love the fact that they brought this game, that they were able to dig deep and actually, unlike the Celtics a few games ago, like they were able to dig deep and they were able to rise to the occasion. Like I don't think it's reasonable to think that they should beat the Suns at this point in time. Right, like, I know, yeah. they're, just, they're just not. Like we love the Nuggets and I, you know, we want the best for them. But we're we so be, realistic about this team right now. We're you like, have to Jesus. be like, I mean, you have to be like they, but they, like. I, I just love that they came out with that performance. Like, I'm, I'm literally not even mad. Like, that was the most entertaining game probably of the season. You're mad because the Suns are easy to hate. I, mean, I they know. Just, they just got a lot of, like, swagger, if we're being honest. If you like them, they've got a lot of swagger. Why don't I go throw it? We have a Chris Paul shirt downstairs. I'm going to throw it into the garbage. <laughs> just for we fun. We said Eric designs everything for PHNX. And That's go- not hen- true. Henceforth. Might have to put little uh, secret yeah, secret dude. things in every PHNX shirt. Just little, <laughs> yeah, dude. Little, just, like anyone dicks buys, or something. Anyone I don't who know. buys a PHNX shirt, just uh, Look word to the wise: don't wear it in a blacklight situation. <laughs> 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 that would be the old. If you, that would actually be the. Can we do this? Can we just not tell them? Can we just do that? Well, I mean, I feel like what? we just told them. Yeah, right? well, well, they won't. They won't find <laughs> right, out. Fine. That'll be. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually so for this. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, man, this one, it, my big takeaway from this game is that the Nuggets are backed into a corner right now in the season. Yeah, they are yeah. now still, thankfully, one game up still on the Timberwolves. So now they're still in position, you know, obviously to control their own destiny. And we keep wondering, how are they going to respond? And I feel like this is two games in a row now that they've responded with, hey, we know we had another gear and we are switching into that gear. Tonight they went into a higher gear. It wasn't enough. Yeah. It wasn't enough, but this was a good game. I honestly think the game they played tonight is good enough against probably every team in the NBA. When after, On your home court, probably no every single team against other than the Boston Celtics and the Phoenix Suns, the two teams that are playing I, their best I right now. I completely agree. I completely agree. So I'm encouraged, but, you know, this isn't moral victories time of year. Like, there isn't. this isn't the, like, hey, you know, they tried hard and that's good enough. I would more say I'm encouraged because I'm thinking – they have this gear. I wasn't even sure they had it, to be honest. And then, two, that they are switching into it. And that gives me hope for the upcoming eight games that, hey, this effort, repeat that, you're probably going to be the sixth seed pretty comfortably. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's like this Nuggets squad, like I just like it that it feels like they are rising to the playoff level that we need to see them play. And you're right. that would This would have beat every team in the NBA except for the Phoenix Suns yeah. and yeah. the Suns. But the one thing for me still is as great of, of a game and entertaining of a game that was, it's still that defense. Like, I don't understand what the – like, why does Phoenix just seem to make every single shot against them and also just get whatever shot they want against Denver? I, I mean, I don't watch a ton of Suns games, but it just seems like it's something about that team 
that just brings the best out of Phoenix because everybody's knocking down shots. There was times that I did not think they were going to miss again for the entire game. (laughs) And luckily, Denver was matching them more. Right. Really, that's a game that Phoenix would beat any team in the NBA because they're not missing anything. Yeah. The game sliders were turned all the way up. There was nobody that can stop anybody on either team. It was just that they made more shots. Their stars took more shots. Another thing that I'll take away from a basketball standpoint, you know, the Nuggets shot 47%. They actually missed a lot in the fourth quarter because they were up above 50 for for the longest. But they ended up shooting 48%. And the Nuggets were getting baskets at the rim. I mean, their points at the paint tonight was really great. These things are connected. So much of what's happening with the Nuggets this season that people don't really realize is that they don't have the proper tension in the half court. Like, the fact that they're scoring the way they do is really a testament to how incredible, you know, one, Jokic is, but also just, like, how, how difficult they can be to guard in that system because everybody knows that they're not, like, this big threat from the three-point line in a way that makes you panic. Tonight they were on fire. The defense was panicked. The defense was jumping out at the perimeter. And what do you get? All these points in the paint because you spread a defense out and then collapsed them. And that's what. So to me, I'm encouraged by the idea of if you can get enough shooting around this system, you're actually going to be significantly better than what I think people realize. Like this nugget ceiling has another level. And of course, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray are like the quick fixes. But I don't think it stops there. I mean, Bones Highland obviously are going to be a big part of this. You wonder about Azik Naji, like how far, you know, next year, what what kind of what's he going to be? But even beyond that, the really good teams have a lot of different shooters. And I just watch this and I go, yes, you're going to have weaknesses. This team has weaknesses. But if you just provide the shooting, I honestly think that it's going to make it's going to mask a lot of the other issues that Denver has. Yeah, it's, it, it, it just like hurts, especially for the Nuggets at this point in time. We, you're talking about two guys that would be part of the closing unit. And like yeah. the closing unit is who faltered tonight. Yeah, yeah. They, they had it, uh, you know, like at least, I mean, the, se- the, the second unit got it to the point where it was tied, it was close, whatever. But the, going down the stretch, like the, the closers uh, didn't get it done. And having a killer like Jamal Murray, having a, a potential killer in MPJ alongside with Jokic, like, it just makes you, I mean, th- this, this is a game that just really makes you feel like, fuck, man, like, this is, this game, like, typifies this entire season. Like, we just didn't have those things that we needed, right? Well, this is another thing, actually. I'm glad you brought up Jamal Murray. Devin Booker, like, I, I really, like, he irks me. But in a way that I respect, like almost like the way Kobe does, you know, like he's so good and he plays with an edge and he plays with a cockiness and he plays with this FU mentality. And like, I hate him, but I kind of enjoy hating him. And I think like Jamal Murray is that guy to other people. And Jamal Murray has had great games. Some of his best games have come against Devin Booker in the Phoenix. So they're both Kentucky guys. They're very similar. They're compared to each other. Those guys bring out the best. And watching this game, I just kept thinking, what would Jamal Murray look like in this game? Oh my God. What would he look like tonight? Is like it say he never got hurt? Bones Highland is what he looked like. <laughs> I mean, I think, but even better, like you see Devin Booker going off this. Yeah. Like, I mean, we saw Jamal. When was he at his best? When Donovan Mitchell was at his best. And it's just such a, it, it kills me thinking about this season. Part of what is so hard to, to accept is that Jokic will, by the end of this, be in the playoffs four years. And two of those, he's not going to have his running mate. And it, or maybe, I don't know what Murray has, but you just look at that and you go like, what cruel basketball gods we have here. Like, that you see a game like tonight, you see a Suns team that's been together for two years just growing, 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 and you think, like, the Nuggets aren't growing. They're just waiting. Yeah, and you you bring the question up of what would Jamal Murray look like in this type of game. These are the type of games that he lives for, like those clutch, 
um, close type of games, and it just feels like we haven't seen it in so long. But him and Booker used to go at it every single time yep. that they played and each Jamal other. Would get and up. he would also challenge him. And I feel like Devin Booker was not challenged at all in this game. So, like, having a guy that's going to match him and not only match him but at least, like, try to check him at times like that. Like, they had the whole um, Kentucky um, rivalry, you know, because they, yep. you know, they were team – they were – from the same school and stuff like that, they went after each other. Um, those are the type of moments that we have and that we would have got. And also, Jokic and Jamal Murray just click on a level that no one else, you know, does for the Nuggets. So um, you see a, a well-oiled machine that gets it. And then the, another team that's just kind of making shots, trying to figure things out. They have a really good player, but everyone else is just, you know, you're, you're excited to see these type of games from a Bones Highland. You're excited to see these type of games from everyone else. But it's not the same. It's not the same as having Jamal. Yeah. I know. Man, you're right. Like, uh, just the, the, the cruel nature of the best. The one thing that's, like, good about this time is that Jokic is getting better throughout. Like, it's not that he's he and the Murray combination is getting better and better. Like, Jokic is actually spending this time to improve himself so then – when Murray does come back and they, they have that uh, two-man game to rely upon, like Jokic is even more confident, more, you know. But you're right, it sucks. Totally sucks. Everything sucks. I mean, it, it is. That's the, the pain of, of this entire year is that you just you, – uh, you were talking about you're not upset about the game, like you feel like this, but there's like still a sadness to it. And that sadness is yes. this like position that you're in. Not that you're sad at the team or mad. It's just no, that it's you're like, just yeah, – you wish it were a different way. It's an acceptance of fate. It's an ex- <laughs> more fati for sure. Uh, quite, quite, quite the drag. Um, should we? I want to save bones for, for after. Uh, I will say another guy. We can do a quick one here for. I want to spend more time on bones, but a quick one here. Aaron Gordon, twenty-one point six rebounds tonight. I feel like he's starting to get going again from yep. an intensity standpoint. Not necessarily like did he take a three tonight? Yeah, he took one. He went zero of one from three, but he just was like putting his head down, trying to go to the rim. Like that, that's encouraging to me. Another piece you can kind of take and say, I think AG is putting it. He had like three gears to go up, but I feel like he's starting to get there. I, I we want him to get there for like, sure. We need he him to needs get there. to get there um, on both ends of the floor. Yeah, that that's where it's hard. Like as as good as he is right now, or just progressing offensively. I I wish the same progression was going on the defensive end as well, where he's being a stopper or getting in guys' faces or like just just trying to be a person that can like alter the way that things look like. I don't feel like anybody's afraid of him anymore. Like, I really don't. Um, it's great Oh, defensively, that, no. Yeah, it's great <laughs> that the offense is there yeah. and, and the Nuggets need it, but that's not, you know, that's not what the Nuggets need the most. And also, as you get closer, because this is a game that I felt like the Nuggets looked closer to a playoff team, and I was glad that they were able to flip a switch at some point. But as you get closer to the playoffs, the defense is where you're going to be able to win games because teams are going to be able to lock in on the Nuggets' offense every single time especially with how the, the the Nuggets are constructed right now. So being able to get those stops, being able to make a, a you know change on that end of the floor, and it's not even only on Aaron Gordon. Other guys have to be able to do that. And the defense right now just is so non-existent that it's hard to be positive about the team. Right do you now. feel, though, because I, I got to go back and watch, he clearly didn't have an Im- impact on, on him. But I actually felt like part of this was Booker was really good tonight. Like, Booker's footwork was phenomenal. He made yep. tough shots. There were four or five buckets on Gordon where I was like, that's good defense. I don't know. Like, 
Yep. He just got him. And you're right, he's not afraid. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know what else you could do. Yeah. Does everybody have to like think that though? That they think that's the all the good scores or the top guys are doing the exact same things where they're having these good nights on your best defender. Right. So then is that a good defender? Because, you know, like on Tony Allen, they still had it hard, even though they were gonna score forty, you like you would go to like parts of the game where like, yeah, that's a that's a tough shot. That's a tough ass shot. I don't feel that. I don't see that anymore with, with Gordon. And I just feel like guys are just running around him. I mean, there was some time. He, he played pretty good defense, I thought. I don't know. I, I'm kind of with Adam. Like, I think Booker just, like, just had it today. He just was making everything. Like, he was cooking Barton, especially, early on. Man. Then they then they put Austin Rivers on him. Then it was, like, he, who did a little bit better. Actually, a lot better, but still obviously couldn't contain him. And then... AG, you know, like the one thing that I really do like about AG's uh, defense is he never bites on uh, pump fakes. He never like goes out. He like always stays his uh, stays down and, and keeps his uh, positioning. And uh, I just love the thing I love seeing about AG is he's like playing with anger now, like, right. which I love. It. Like I love that. Like I love like the getting the ball back and just smashing it through the fucking rim so right. that you feel it. Like right, yep. Um, and for three quarters, like the Nuggets had the the recipe, like you know, they, even though Booker was cooking the entire time, it wasn't just until the end when it was more about turnovers really that the game fell apart. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe I should be. I, maybe I'll be mad later. I don't, maybe, <laughs> maybe my own life is in such disrepair that I can, a game like this can't even rat, rattle me. <laughs> <laughs> I love when D-Light goes there. We'll hit our first break. <laughs> On the other side, I want to talk. Maybe does Jokic need a little bit of what Devin Booker had tonight mentally, like in some steroids. Way, like, does he need steroids? That's another question we could ask. Uh, and then, of course, I want to spend a lot of time on one Bones Highland, who I just is, I mean, the brightest spot of the season is Bones Highland, just getting better every game, getting more prepared for the moment every game. We're going to spend a lot of time on the other side. But first, I want to tell you about our newest partner, Athletic Greens. Woo. They have a product, guys. I don't know if you know this. I use literally every day of my life. All right. Every day of life. And the reason is because, one, they Shower. gave it to me for free. Hell yeah. Two, because you guys know I'm on a health kick. Look at me. I'm gorgeous. You guys see this? Look at the beautiful see, it's weird, transformation. Right? It's weird because in on the monitor, it looks bad. Oh, God. That's <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was really good until I saw myself. Damn it. Thanks. Uh, no, but what they've got is all these different uh, vitamins, nutrients, supplements, and then, of course, the uh, probiotics, which is what I like. I always get up in the morning. I have my athletic greens first, and I'm telling you. It's like me too. It feels like in my head, you know what it feels like? It's like cleansing everything in my body oh, getting me baby. ready for a day i'm like starting from from scratch there uh people say they experience better gut health more energy optimize immune system they hated taking pills and vitamins if you get want to get all of the pills and vitamins to get it in that you get in athletic green 50 pills that's what you're gonna get <laughs> 50 pills to be able to take it instead you just take your athletic greens they got 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens uh it's really great um, and so right now, you guys can check them out. I mean, they got the, the really cool deal. It comes in a can like this. Tastes pretty sweet. It's like got like a little sweet. Dude, I I like it tastes healthy. It does taste healthy. You know what I mean? Like it tastes <laughs> like when you would take a wheatgrass shot or something. It's like it's not really a flavor that you would experience in like uh, any other setting. But it's like you take it and you feel like fresh and you feel like athletic and green. 
Well, there you go. You got it. So check them out, Athletic Greens. You're seeing them everywhere, by the way. They yeah. are so big. No, it's so good. hot I, right now. I, uh, I've, I've, I, no one can stop looking at how shiny my nails are. It's so true, man. It's so true. Yeah, shiny. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor of the show. You guys hear the people down there. Actually, it's weird because this the bar had a really good crowd tonight, and I'm yeah. learning. I think they were here for the college games. Well, they were here for both. They're here for both, but they're really into the college game. <laughs> uh, college basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. If your team is still in it, screw you, because that means you like one of these big time teams. You're not one of the, you don't you don't have your own like see the CU CSU they're out of it. Air Force not even in it. So come on, who are you who are you rooting for? New customers can bet just five dollars in any team, and if you if they win, you win two hundred dollars in free bets. That's right. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the action with same game parlays, where you combine multiple bets of the same game for a bigger payout. More legs you add, more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet five dollars, get two hundred fifty free dollars. Free bets if you win. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, Nishan Bones Highland. Oh, Damian Lillard. <laughs> Tonight was a great one for him. And, like, you know, he, he tailed off a little bit towards the end. But in the moment of the game where he checked in, this was one of those games where you could tell it was going to be a heavyweight fight. Yep. It was going to be a heavyweight. Every second, every player needed to step up. Every player that was out there. And Bones tonight said, I got you. 23 points, four of eight from the three-point line. Two of these. Two of these. Two different ones of these. He is the DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game. 23 points, three assists, four of eight from the three-point line. He was so ready for the moment. And look, tonight was a good game. But the run he is on. The run he is on right now is the thing that gives me confidence because this was a pressure game. This was a swagger game. This was a who really has cojones game. And Bones Highland was like, I do. <laughs> that was the best part about it is uh, just seeing the stretch that he's on and how he's putting them together. And also, um, it's not it's not wavering at all. It seems to be getting stronger. And that's against really good competition. He's you know, he's battling against the, the Devin Bookers and the Chris Pauls instead of the Chris Paints because – or the Cameron Paints, because he's now getting run with the starters. Now he's getting to see what it looks like to be a part of the real rotation. Rotation. He's also just knocking down everything. Like there was a couple of heat check moments, and people usually like miss in heat check moments. He keeps going in those type of situations. So that was like great to see like how impactful he was off the bench. And also he's just like matching Monte right now um, as far as just like when Monte gets out of the game, they have another guy that, that's going to be able to attack you in different ways. So you have a cerebral guard, and then you have this like very talented guard that's yep. quick, can shoot the ball, and also get to the rim and, and find other guys. So just being able to do a little bit of everything um, against everybody, that that's great. And this is really meaningful because it's getting closer to the playoffs. It's getting closer to like every game really mattering, and he's still playing with that type of confidence. So really, really good from him right now. Yeah, I don't even think you can call it a run anymore. Like, I think that he's just like a, he's just good. He's acclimated to the NBA game, and like now his game is has fully like transferred over. And yeah, he, it, it it it's not like oh man, that was really lucky. It's, he's just like hitting shots. He's just like 
go, stepping up and he's he's getting to the point where he like doesn't need space to do it um he's getting to the point where he has like unbelievably irrational confidence that's paying off for him he is making mid-range shots he's blowing by guys doing euro steps making great finishes um and the most beautiful thing is that this is the time now obviously where pressure is mounting more and more and more with every game and all of our suspicions are being confirmed that this is a big game player this is a guy that literally wants the spotlight we've heard it over and over again but like it's one thing to for it to be spoken about but we're just watching it like he just feeds off of that energy and it's uh you know i mean i'm just so excited for the future of bones highland in denver it's just i mean it's like i i'm one quarter percent joking about the the Dame Lillard thing, but like I, as far as like an uh, undersized guard that can score from absolutely anywhere and facilitate and make the right move, and who steps up when the the moment is right, like I literally can't think of a better comp. Man, I'm looking because I'm wondering if he makes four threes tonight. So are we now officially the leader in three pointers made? Let's take Has a look to be. here. Has to be uh, amongst rookies. It hasn't updated yet. Okay, what, what number was he at? That's right. That's a great point, Super Producer Kale. He did surpass. We, we Remember, he was three shy of Jamal Murray. He had 115, so he is now at 116, which would have tied Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green played tonight, so maybe – let me see. Did Houston play? No, so I think he's tied now. I think now Bones Highland will officially be tied for it's most three-pointers good. amongst all rookies, which is pretty – pretty badass that's incredible he only played like half the season now here's the thing because sometimes we always talk we've we've talked about the mvp so much that we kind of now know the way these narratives work and how of people course. construct arguments bones needed something because to be a uh all rookie like now i'm thinking like, there's the rookie team there's 10 players that make it yep and i kind of wonder like there's some really good rookies this year there's a handful of guys that are just like stone cold locks mobley mobley you know, yep. scotty barnes you know like you got some guys that are stone cold locks but then you got a lot of guys that some are putting up numbers on bad teams yep just really shitty teams they play 35 minutes a night they score 20 points on terrible efficiency and then you got a couple like good players like bones on good teams and in bones's case in particular kind of breaking late like if you just look yep. October, November, whatever, didn't really play that much. December, not that much. January, starting to come along. February, now March. But you need a thing. And I think if Bones leads all rookies in three-point percentage, while also, by the way, shooting somewhere around 40% from three, on a team that is contending under pressure while also running point guard, I think he might – I think he. it's going to be close. But I think if he has eight more games – Obviously not going four of eight, but if he has, continues on this trend, I honestly think he has a K. I don't know if he'll get it, but he has a very, very strong case for all rookie. I feel like he should be there, especially when you think about how much he means to the team now. Um, also, I feel like voters are they're not going to look at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They're going to, you know, what what have well, you done for me lately? Um, I think that that matters. But like I you said, right. having right. the three-point like record or even being in that discussion – um, with the contending team, that goes a, a long way because as much um, as is brought up that the Nuggets do not have Jamal Murray and MPJ, they do have bones. They do have, you know, uh, a rookie that is getting meaningful minutes and he's now scoring the basketball. He's, he's shooting. He's, he's doing a little bit of everything. So um, being able to, like, put that in your mind and not have just straight numbers guys who are at the, the bottom of the Eastern Conference, you know, <laughs> That, that, that goes a long way. The bottom of Davy Jones's conference. Um, we need to make this our charge. 
our rallying cry. We need to, as a people, get Bones Highland to be on the all-rookie team. We need to tweet about it. We need to... We did this for Nikola Jokic's MVP. We made every national pundit hate us. (laughs) None of that is recovered. They all still hate us very much. None of us care. We'll still tweet at them all the time. Uh, Bones Highland deserves to be on the all-rookie All right, what's our campaign? You guys got to help us brainstorm. What's the hashtag? All-rookie Bones. I feel like we could do better than that. Miss screw you. What about <laughs> hashtag all bones rookie? No, <laughs> no, worse? no okay. we're going to keep workshop. This <laughs> in the chat, you'll help us out. But here's something. So here are the locks, guys. Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Cade uh, Cunningham locks. I think Franz Wagner's a lock. I mean, he just played so many minutes. He's the leading scorer of all rookies. Like any on efficiency, he's been actually really good. I think he's a lock. Jalen Green's probably a lock. He's drafted oh, second. And he gets to shoot every time. Like I hate Jalen Green. And he puts up big numbers every now and then. He's on Sports Center. I think those guys are locked. So then after that, you start to get into Chris Duarte, Davion Mitchell, Herbert Jones, which is my guy. Herb, Herb Jones. Jones. Herb good. Jones. He's good. Uh, you got Josh Giddy, who kind of missed a lot of games. Like he's he, he might be low. Yeah. yeah, but I think well, he's he fell be off because he got hurt. I think he'll. Be I think in he it. will be as well. Trey Mann, Shengun, Ayudasumu. I mean, there's so many good. Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs. Ooh. So when we mention those names, I I'm trying to be objective here. It's not one of those things where I go, oh, he's so much better. He's had so much better of a year. I think he's had a significantly better last two months. No like qu- two no months, kidding. there's no question. But when you try to factor all of that in, it's going to be close. I'd rather take Bones than I would take most of those guys. No kidding. This is the thing. Like, We are... The, the, early on in the inception of DNVR, we had the first ever Goaties, and we had Newcomer of the Year, and it was won by... Uh, Who was it? Exactly. Yeah. Burakovsky. Andre Burakovsky. And I, my contention won, even though we had nominated MPJ, MPJ of the Year prior, whatever. <laughs> he should have won because it's not about necessarily just this year. It's about how this will echo forth into eternity. That's so true. Bones Highland is going oh, he's to be gonna echo. a player that... You look back on and you're like, "What do you mean that guy wasn't an all rookie team? This is a multiple time MV or uh, all star. This is a guy that uh, people look to that as like one of the preeminent killers in the league. Like it is incumbent upon us to make sure this happens, or at least that they hear us enough to hate us a second time around. <laughs> we just make everybody annoyed. Dude, with nobody our players. likes us, and we don't care, dude. We're like a nice Philly. I will, yeah. I will say this though. You talk about the Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. That's a like a core, a four core, a yeah. core four. Love it. I think they fit together, even though we haven't seen it for good for like a year and a half. But they fit together. Bones Highland, you're missing it too. I'm telling you, Bones Highland is so good. Like d- defensively, does he worry? I think he can get better. But here's the thing: it might not matter, man. They put up 130 tonight without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Like on a very good defense. Yes. And I just look at that and I go, Bones Highland. When he gets his confidence under him, I mean, I know he's confident, but when he gets the confidence of his teammates and the confidence to run the show more, I'm just like, good luck trying to guard that. Three elite shooters, two great pick-and-roll players. Like, I don't know. I just love it. Um, Devin Booker tonight came out, like I said, with the narrative thing, the like, hey, I'm going to, I want to, like, I promise you Nick Wright is going to talk about this tomorrow. And and Devin Booker knows that. So he, in fact, I'll bet Devin Booker has a tweet out at some point tonight about like, Hopefully this throws the criteria or something like that. I don't. I'm glad Jokic doesn't care about the, the like MVP voting aspect of this. But I do think there's something too. I want to see Yoke have fu games. Me too. Like it really is. Some people have said. I've asked people about you know 
comparing Yoke to Larry Bird, and they're like, talent-wise, you know, this or that, like, I see it. But Larry Bird had this thing where he wanted to humiliate and demoralize guys. And I think Jokic, he always wants to play the right way. He always wants to make the right And I respect it. Like, obviously, it works for him. But I do would love to see a couple games every year where he's like, no, that mother effort has, is something I want. And I'm going to make sure that he – I send the message that, no, I'm here to make you mad and to make you uh, – yep. and to humiliate you. And I don't – he's had games where it's been like, okay, he's locked in. He's doing this. But I want a game where he's, like, clearly sending messages. And that's, like, to me, it's an important next step for him. The man missed one shot tonight. Of course. But he only took ten. But he only took ten. Come on, Yoke. He like, missed just, a three, right? Yeah. That, one he shot. missed one three tonight. Yeah. That's what happened. But also, I think that's where – that's where what Adam is talking about is. I know that's the yeah yeah that, that's yeah that's the main point of don't take only ten shots in, yes, in those take type of situations, shots. especially <laughs> if you have it going and everything's going for you. Um, Devin Booker came into this game and he was like, "I have a lot to prove." You know, that's where it has to be a, a switch for Jokic, where he goes, "This is exactly why you're not here. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to go off on you and let you know exactly why I'm supposed to be here." And you know, you see those type of things. At times, like like you said, but why not every single time? Not right. you know, and and then there's there's also times that he really does do that for a long time, like in stints. But we just haven't seen it in so long that it. But feels it's different. Like no, but here's the thing. No, 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 no. Here's the thing: is we actually have seen this from you. We've seen 18 point yeah. quarter, 24 point quarters. We saw 30 points in fourth quarter in overtime. But that was out of necessity. I that know. was Yoke yeah. making the right play, which was just him dominating the game. What I'm saying is, I think, and it's so like. It's almost next level. Yoke's always about making the right play. But sometimes making the wrong play sets up the right play. And that is some nights you come out and you're so dominant. You have such a look that the other teams are like, shit. Like, we got to do something. We got to overload. We got to do something here. And I just, that's what I want is a break your spirit just for the sake of breaking your spirit. Dude, you want to see Jokic play an entire game like he played that first quarter. It just comes out right, and you're like, right. oh, man, he's locked in. And then it just keeps going. It's like, oh, no, he's not locked in. He's just like murdering. He's just really good. He's just like committing murder now. So he's just like a murderer. That's just it. Like, <laughs> uh, which we don't get. Like, he's too, his, his spirit is too soft. Not yeah. in, like, the right way. Like, in that in the top human kind of way. Like, he just, uh, he doesn't have it in him until, you know, but we've seen him do it in the playoffs and stuff. It's just, I don't know. Like, the... The psychology of Nikola Jokic is like half of what makes him so interesting. The other half being that he's the greatest basketball player I've ever I've ever seen play. You know who I thought was sneaky good tonight, and uh, Davon Reed, because we haven't seen him. You know, like in this moment, we've seen him in some of these games, but like in the, on this stage, look, a lot of guys were getting cooked tonight. I thought defensively he had a couple really good possessions on Booker and on others, and I was like, okay. And then offensively he had a couple nice plays. Um, he only ended up with four points, three rebounds, one assist, but. Davon, kind of like he rode a real high and he kind of been on a little bit of a lull. This was like another one of those where it's like, hey, it was cool to see him perform well in such a pressure game. Yeah, especially uh, with Booker going off like that, to have a guy that's like, hey, let me go after him. Let me, you know, go and make it a little bit more difficult. That's the type of players that you need. And you need more of that, especially like right now. His season's going to be done soon. Right. So then he's working on other small things. But it's great to see him like start to – like you, like you said, he had highs, he had lows, and now he's starting to like come back up. I feel like he was really big in that game, um, even though he didn't play a lot of minutes. Um, just having a guy that you could, like, even when Malone's doing um, film, he's just going to go back and say, hey, this was really good by a guy that's not playing a lot, that's not going to be with us in the road, you know, for, for yeah. the playoffs. But this is a guy that is, like, going all out. He's, he's leaving it all out there, and he's, he's trying. 
Um, we need more of that. So, like, even having those type of players that can be example, like example type of players is really good. Um, but you're starting to see it on both ends of the floor, and yeah, I felt like it was starting to go with only offense for Daylon <sighs> for a while. Yeah. And now you're you're getting back to that defense and. Every single defensive play for me is big right now because it's close to the playoffs, and I feel like that's just the most important piece. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, this is a game where you can look at maybe two players that didn't have their best game, like Jermichael Green and Boogie. Everybody else, like, was locked in. Everyone played great. Like, I don't really have a lot of complaints about anything other than just sort of that they didn't have quite enough going down the stretch and it you know there were certain parts about it like not to rehash all of it but it just felt inevitable right like yeah, the, yeah. like the the three at the top of the arc by jay crowdy you're like oh, that's gonna go in how do i know it's gonna go in? i've seen him do this a hundred times like davon reed was great yeah all these guys were great like they played their jermichael green's the only one that i felt like had a below average game he had a and, couple and, plays and demarcus and Demarcus Cousins didn't even have a bad game. He just w- could have had a great game, and he let that he fumbled it because it, you're it, right. in the most predictable way. Like there's, I, that's that's what I mean. I think it's like that not necessarily that he had a bad game, but it was like he was taken advantage. He of. was taken advantage of in the world's most obvious trap. Like the world's most obvious trap was set, and he like, like stumbled ooh, right ooh, into it. And then it was like, ooh, I'm piece being... candy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, piece candy. Um, guys, we're gonna take a break here, but before we do, you know, our party bus is on Saturday. I have a good feeling Do that you? uh you know depending on how the game goes we might you know people our, our section is going to be rowdy it's going to be awesome we might even get uh an appearance or two uh after the game a little shout out from from certain players on the Ooh. team that Wait, that may be might have heard about this uh event and are kind of excited for some diehard especially on a night like tonight when you see like foreign fans invading the arena we're going to take over ball arena on saturday i can't wait for it and to get you even more excited i just i'm trying to tell you i we might we might uh, this is the, we might the, get one of these. We might we might get our own personal one of these. This is the most thinly veiled like. I'm not gonna say time. what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say uh, who might not be excited about. Uh, what are you thinking about? But we might. I'm just saying. I have, I, I have a question for the chat about. for people that are coming because I asked if this idea was cool and I thought it was so cool. And, and Eric told me he's like, "That's not cool." Yeah. I was thinking, what if we brought signs to the bar where you made signs and people could hold signs? No, Adam, Adam's under the impression crafts all crafts. seven-year-olds coming to the bar. <laughs> I have some cra- I do have kids and I do, do guys, this kind yeah, of stuff with them. But it's Adam so great. Adam was like, "What if we made the longest chain of paper dolls that Ball Arena has ever seen?" <laughs> <laughs> Clickety clack coming down the track. <laughs> it's such a dad idea. Oh my god, it's he, so bad. Adam's like, we, we listen. We're gonna have a lot of guests over. We want to make sure they have activities. We don't want to have activities. We're gonna hold them aside, and everybody makes signs. And it's like, yeah, damn it. Fine, we'll make signs. Not all of my ideas we'll make are good ones. Not all my ideas are good ones. We'll, we'll get bring construction paper. So. <laughs> Let's go! I'm bringing signs. I'm oh, bringing dude, it's, crafts. It's, it's I'm bringing crafts. It's baby. literally just hate. I was gonna get like magazines and with cutouts of uh, you know you could add cutout. I'm telling you, we're doing crafts. It's craft time on Saturday. I can't wait. I'm very excited. <laughs> we're gonna be here at like two o'clock. So we're gonna be here. If you guys want to get here, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever you want to do. Party bus leaves at six, six, six o five, maybe six ten at the latest. But you want to be here by six. You don't want to miss the party bus. Um, so come drink with us, have a good time. Over hundred people going. Also, yeah, like if you're just going to the game or you aren't going to the game or anything, come to the bar to watch the game, and then the party bus is gonna come back after the game. Yep. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna drink. It's a Saturday we're night. Gonna we're gonna have a party. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna party. party. We're gonna make signs. 
for that night. The for the after party, we'll make signs. We'll hold <laughs> yes. up that says, "What more drink, clack. please?" Clickety clack. <laughs> no place like home. The DNVR bar. <laughs> In my best Dorothy voice. In my best Dorothy voice. <laughs> Uh, you guys know who's sponsoring the party bus? Ivaca TV! Oh, the homies! Ivaca is our people, man. I'm telling you. In fact, I think some reps from Ivaca are going to be in town because they want to see the party. They're diehard Denver Nuggets fans, so of course they want to be here. That's how you know they're awesome. You know who's not a diehard Denver Nuggets fan? Uh, the executives of Comcast? That's absolutely correct, but Ivaca <laughs> TV, they are. They're here for the party bus. It should be totally great. What's Ivaca TV, you might be asking yourself? It's a totally new paradigm for TV delivery that's less expensive, more efficient, and offers superior picture than legacy providers. That's right. You think, oh, this new thing, it must be a worse picture. No, a better picture. What? It's actually a superior picture. <laughs> Service include local, local networks like Altitude Sports and other channels. Avacus TV, their list is constantly growing. They have service in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, and Twin Falls. That's right. They have Altitude TV, AT&T, Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain coming soon. And here's what you do. Go to avaca.tv. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. It's only $25 a month plus the receiver. No contracts, no hidden fees. Price locked in for... Uh... 300 years. Two years. Uh, two, two years. years two, two years. You know what I love about Avaca TV is that there's people in, around the world, uh, us included, that yeah. when there's a problem, we complain. We tweet at Nick Wright. Uh, we just have issues. And all we do is uh, just yell and, and bellyache. Avaca TV solves problems. They do. They're like, this sucks. Why don't we just fix it? And they're like, make a service that fixes everybody's problems where again all we do is add to the noise it's like how we were like espn sucks we should make a local oh. denver media company i guess never mind i didn't think about that we're heroes yeah we are heroes uh, another partner of ours green mountain dental group we've had some great listeners switch over let us know they're going there and they love it family owned you guys know i'm all about family family owned oh, oh, local family, family owned activities. local that's my two things activities <laughs> they make signs it's incredible uh green mountain dental group right there in lakewood colorado and they've got this good deal still going on schedule cleaning x-ray and exam right now and you receive a free sonic care toothbrush when you go they'll send you a, a postcard on your birthday it'll be great uh they've been a partner of ours also giant denver sports fans giant dnvr fans longtime partner only 15 minutes from downtown what'd you find out fucking dev is hilarious is what i found out but i knew that already but he put he wrote a chat in the chat that said these guys are so hype about this commercial break i'm shook <laughs> you guys are hype right now. You Listen, know what, man? I just, I don't know. I just got a thought. Like, I got a feeling that the playoffs are coming. Mm. Adam's been talking about that party bus. Oh, yeah. Avaca TV is here to save all okay. of us. Okay. Starting then, to hype up. And, right? And, like, and I'm going to think about getting some magic markers, right? Oh, the sign that says, dude, right Yoki is my hero. Yoki is your hero. Now I'm going to make a hashtag all rookie bones. I can't wait. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. We have Fruity Nugs make it, helping us make these Dude, signs. Dude, Fruity, oh. let, leave the side making to a professional. Ah, that's a great point. Um, do we have any super chats? Did anybody super chat us tonight? You fools. You idiots. Well, no, we love you're you. Only actually. You're only encouraging us. We should get a board, and every time somebody super chats a loser's lounge, we should they get their like know, a dude. notch on the old board. I love that about them. I do as well. <laughs> Corey, a real one, says, how do the Suns players never take shots they aren't supposed to? Rarely turn it over and rarely make mistakes. Even the healthy Nuggets waste possessions. I love this comment. It I love this comment, one. Corey. 1,000%. This is why, like, them and the Celtics, because this was what was so impressive about the Celtics is I was just like, they don't beat themselves ever. They never screw up defensive rotations. They never have anybody step outside the lines. And you're right. This Suns team, man, the culture there is obviously very strong. 
But yeah, guys just don't step out of their lines. They got so many smart dudes who just don't care about their own personal numbers, but yet are capable of punishing you. And that's what you get. So they are a super ball pop. I mean, look, I'm jealous of the way they play for sure. The one thing I will say, one thing I will say, the Nuggets had never got a chance to get that momentum. I don't know what they would look like. Jamal Murray never goes down. Michael Porter never goes down. What do they look like 100 games later, which is what basically what Jamal Murray's missed when you factor in playoffs. You're working on their title defense. Well, I'm just saying, what do they look like? Do they get to that point? Because some of this is just like when you're kicking everybody's ass, it's easy for you to be like, I don't have to force anything. Like, yeah. we win every game by 15 points, and I'm going to score. At some point, I'm going to score a bunch of shots. So I, I'm with you. I think it's a great comment. It's a great observation. Um, they, they, they really are good at that. I don't, whatever. I think a lot about that is about culture. Like, uh, when you're winning so many times and you're, you're being told this is why we're winning, you're like, oh, I'm addicted to that feeling right there. Yeah. Um, every single time. I don't have to score 25 points. I don't have to grab every single rebound or be a lockdown, you know, every single time. I have to just be me, and it's still okay to win. They have guys like Campaign, Jay Crowder, who's been bouncing around the league, yeah. like who they have let them be themselves, and it's helped them go far. They, You know, Michael Bridges is young, and he was able to be himself early on. So just being able to, to, to be them and that's accepted, it makes it easy. Plus, they're winning. Winning makes it Yeah, up. man. It's, you just, I, I can't believe you're going to make me say this. Chris Paul and Monty Williams, like, together. <laughs> that are, is that is like a super yeah. team. And it's like, you know, like, Chris Paul is impossible to watch and not want to, like, feel oppressed by. Imagine he's on your team yelling at you at practice. Like, he's – the man is extremely savvy. He is so disgusting to watch play, but, like, you really can't take away the idea or – discount the idea that he's also a basketball genius in the same realm as Nikola Jokic and you know he has the ball all the time and he like if you aren't playing right he won't give you the ball right like they just have established this thing where I mean it they don't have a bunch of basketball geniuses but they have enough of guys that are good enough and are able to acquiesce to you know guys that clearly have uh, I mean the Suns were not good until Chris Paul showed up, unless you're counting that bubble run. Right. But, like, it changed overnight for them. Right, right. And now, it's we weren't, like, when we played the Suns, we were like, man, that's one smart team waiting to yeah. crop up. It's like, it really can just be done by one person. Right. Sometimes it does, like, everything comes together in that way. Um, I Another thing that I think about this guy, uh, this is a great super chat, so we're kind of making a little tangent here. But another thing I think about here is they have Devin Booker, who's a scorer. That's what he does. They have Chris Ball, who is a creator. That's what he does. You have Mikael Bridges, who can score at a very efficient level. He's one of the most efficient scorers. But he's never looking to score. He's a defender first, yep. and he's a cutter. He just like does his job. You have Jay Crowder, who tonight made his threes, but he's not, he never looked for his shot. They're just like, if a shot comes to me, I will take it. And you even have DeAndre Ayton, who's a really, really, really talented player, never goes for his shot. Yep. So I think part of this is you have three guys that are never looking to score but are all capable of scoring. Yeah. And we think about Denver. Jamal Murray is looking to score. He needs to. He's yep. that's his player. Jokic looking to facilitate first, but he's also looking to score. Michael Porter looking to score. You know, you start to add it up. Like, that's the thing I kind of wondered. Can it all come together, or is it always going to have to be like Bones and MPJ? You guys just need to let the points come to you. You're so good at it. You're better than just being that guy. But maybe that's the thing that allows it instead of saying, like, hey, we need to get him involved now. 
You just never. You, Chris Paul's never worrying about if he yeah. has to get Mikel Bridges involved. He's like, I don't know. If he's open. I'll give it to him. Yeah. So, like just, the, the other thing, just like quickly, is that as you were lift, listing off the, the players and sort of like the roles that they play, like it just, like they they have the perfect, like Com- collection. Yeah, combinations. The perfect. They have a three and D guy. They have. They have two. Jake but, Crowder's another one. Yep. You're right, but then they have like the prototypical point guard. Yep. They have the big guy that can play in the post and can shoot. They, I mean, they they are constructed perfectly. Everybody plays their role. It is like they have, in a way, like solved basketball, like you're talking about. It's right. like there's just combinations of players that when you put them together, there's always something available. And that's why when people talk about like, would you rather have a Michael Porter or a Mikael Bridges? It's a hard question because right. Michael Porter is a more dynamic like scorer. He's just six eleven. He's hyper like whatever. But you're like, yeah, but is it easier if you have a guy that can shoot forty percent from three? But he just it doesn't matter. Like he just does his job. And by the way, he's like one of the best defensive players in all the NBA. Again, that's a false dichotomy. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Michael Porter. I'm right, just saying right, when right. we talk about the final form of the team, Roster sometimes you have lesser matters. players, yeah. but they are better fits, and it matters a lot more. May, I hope Michael Porter's that guy. I'm not trying to trade anybody. I hope he is that yeah. guy. He could be. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. All right, what else we got? Oh. All right, he says the Dame Highland comp ain't bad. Eventually, Bones will have a 10-10-10-3 game with a few 30-footers. When Let's he, go. When he does remember... My Rondo and Trey comp. I love that way. <laughs> hey, man. I'm with it. Rondo, Rondo and Trey, I'm with it. The only thing that I would counter is to say that he's literally just Bones. I mean, Dan Lillard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I actually don't think he – I think okay. his game is well, like, pretty fine. different. I've been saying this the whole time. Now he looks exactly like him, but I suppose I'm wrong. So anyway, I don't. He <laughs> next looks, comment. He looks awesome just in a different way. His game's a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got another one that says, Jay <laughs> Mike started box. playing his best ball once he got more time with Bones. It's been – Cool to see rookie Bones temper a vet like Boogie. Leadership and making play, players better. Maybe in his DNA. What a pick. I mean, it is, man. Like, there's not. This I really don't have on. anything bad to say about Bones. This is dead on. We were talking about this coming out of Summer League. He and there was a Bones bowl connection. <laughs> yes, yes. Bones Highland likes to have, like, a guy that he works with and, like, plays the two man game, but also he's, I mean, he is a facilitator. Can I tell you another thing that I saw tonight? I saw Yoke get up off the bench and like run over to him during one of the timeouts. And like Yoke <laughs> is very slow to yeah. give. Uh, he's starting to earn that trust. He's starting to, and I just saw Yoke today, and I kind of like a little twinkle in his eye where I was like, you know what? I think Yoke kind of likes this dude. Yeah, but Bones also has that type of character, and uh, you gravitate towards him. So like guys are going to gravitate towards him no matter what. Um, it's not even like leadership qualities. It's just like a guy that everyone enjoys to be around and wants yeah. to play like. Also. He goes, like, wild in these type of games from, like, deep shots and all things like that. But no one's calling Bones selfish. Yeah. He's not a selfish yeah. oh, player at totally, all. totally, totally. So, so uh, when you dude, have a guy oh, that can score hold on. We have the, time. We have our little children the, from PHNX coming in to troll our account. Hey, Liam can you Merrill, ask them to get 1,000 viewers before they come yeah, into our chat? Hey, yeah, this is for 1,000 yeah, viewers only. Get out of here and work on your following here. We got to. Yeah, just straight up block to get them the hell out of here. Go, Beat go. it. Uh, you got to go earn a following best record in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, you guys have the most beautiful set of paints, and you're painting a half-done portrait. We could draft zoo animals and pull in more viewers, guys. Come on, PHNX. Get your shit together. Shameful. Lord. Shameful, Shameful children. Clip this one. Let's you got the greatest one. team in your franchise history. Come on, man. Come on. One more going. Uh, another one from Joey says, 
If full strength Nugs went into Phoenix and beat a CP3 and Aitonless Suns team, a Nugs played at their best <laughs> only to win a close game, I'd be a discouraged Suns fan. I'm encouraged as a Nugs fan. Like, it, we're just so late in the game for these moral victory. It is a moral victory. It is like there are some encouraging things, but it's just so late in the game to be like, you know what? It's they tried hard. Like, I'll split the difference with you on that one. Two out of three great super chats. <laughs> I have to say, I love our PHNX people. I really appreciate that stuff they just pulled. That was a online flash mob, and I would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've tried. I have hey, tried. I have definitely tried. tried. I have tried. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's such a shame. Wait, such does that mean they can't watch this or they just can't comment? I don't know. I think they just can't comment. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> uh, Real Sky says, damn, this was such a gross combination of moral victory and depressing reality. Denver is right with this team and Jamal and MBJ. <laughs> it's called just moral sucks, depression. It's so, it's so true. Like, honestly, everybody's kind of arriving at the same point where it's like, again, I think we used this metaphor last year. We're going to use it again. The Nuggets really are like, I think I've never seen this movie. They're like the 300, <laughs> where it's like they know they're going to they're gonna go down in flames, but yeah. they're like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to take as many people down with the like, – and it's just it, – it's kind of inspiring. Like, I mean, we saw, like, some other teams just kind of folded up when things were on. The Nuggets are like, you know, we're not going to win shit this year, but we're going to battle and, uh, as hard as we can. I, the, and I respect The 300 is, is pretty good because they were beating, like, the, all the, like, yeah, not-so-important right. ones. Okay. Then they, like, lost that, like, battle. Okay. But they won the war. They so, did. Yeah, they, so they just only oh, lost go. that battle. Nuggets winning the title. Sweet. <laughs> Unbelievable. We'll just lose a lot of battles. Yeah, it is. It's the, they just want their, uh, their story to ring throughout eternity. Hey. I, I've said that more than one time, but it's true. That's all we have. We have only our honor in front of us. And all we can do is compete honorably and play tonight to the best of our ability, which we did. And when I say we... I mean the Nuggets. I also mean me, Eric Weedham. There you go. <laughs> Leo says, Bones broke Jamal's rookie three-point make record. Yep, sure did. That was his freaking Facts. awesome. Facts. Only setting the bar higher and on fewer minutes. Facts. That guy, that guy's special, man. Bones. I mean, he's the best part of the season. Easy. Easily the best part of the season. Maybe yeah, what, the best. What, what is second best? I guess Jokic, right? Yeah, I mean, Jokic just being awesome. Yeah, I mean, Jokic. It's so funny, man, with this MVP conversation because, like, I, I'm, I always do the, I'm doing a little brag here. I always get to participate in the ESPN Strawball. Oh. You guys know about that about me, but I always Me and Dev don't care. We, yeah. we can get. But honestly, like whatever. talking to everybody, like I, they're all going to be Jokic. So I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, Jokic going to really get another MVP? I really think he is. There's oh. a good chance. He's got to be in sixth place. Here are the variables. Nuggets have to be at least six. They can't fall to seven. That'll cancel it out. The Bucks can't be number one, which they might end up being number one. So if the Bucks are number one, I do think Giannis. And if Philly's number one, they'll get it. But I think if not, I think people will be very surprised. Here's my prediction. It's going to be Jokic or Giannis 1-2. That's my prediction. That's my hot take prediction. Woo! Joel Embiid is going to come in third. Love it. The king of the chat says, Bones has stones. <laughs> my God, this is why he's the king of the chat. Bones has stones. Are you guys going to put that on a poster board? Oh, man, we should put that on a poster, man. I think I'm going to illustrate it. You guys don't like good <laughs> ideas. I don't get it. The thing about our ideas is that they aren't good ideas to you, which actually means that they are good ideas. Mm, everybody knows that. <laughs> I can't believe this. Do we have an ETA on vote? Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves while I try to get find out hey, what Hey, Dev, doing. what are you up to this weekend? Uh, I think we're going to go to a party bus. Oh, uh, that sounds dope. Hey, I'll join you on that party bus. We can go to the Nuggets game. We go on uh, separate buses <laughs> on purpose. Oh, listen. Because I get the party rocking. Well, last time, last time, the only 
thing that was bad about the party buses. One of the buses did not have a sound system involved. One of them did. I was in charge of that one, and I brought it. Vote has notifications turned off. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, perfect. Okay. I was like, I'm sure he has like an auto turn off at a certain oh, hour or something. <laughs> vote. Oh, on. Look at this shadowy vote. figure. Vote, where the Deep hell throat. are you, man? Dude, we do podcasts from this room all the time. I'm right next to the, the press room. Well, everybody watching, hes you can't tell, but he's at Ballerina. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. I'm yeah, not going to lie to you. That, that is Ballerina. We do have some legitimacy Brendan here, guys. Brendan vote in a holding cell. Are you drunk? Does it look any different than my Brazil setup? Not really. I mean, that's what I, but it's supposed to. That's the point. Is it's supposed to look different? People and are also, like, oh, wow, look, it's a also credentialed media member at, at a place of intrigue. Also, in Brazil, we were able to see your face. <laughs> listen, listen Jokic spoke tonight, so we waited a while, and they're already breaking it down out there. I just want to make sure you guys can hear me. That's all right. <laughs> all right, what do we? What do we got? What do you got for He's us? Like, screw you, hang up. Well, first of all, I don't know if you guys saw Jeff Green drew a technical in that game. He was upset with Chris Paul, who stopped in transition, undercut him, which is almost, you know can be a really scary injury for a big guy. Uh, classic Chris Paul. But we go ahead and say it. Chris Paul was on his bullshit. Yes, we saw it. It was annoying. Like I don't honestly, Jeff Green lost his cool. People got to learn how to, like, fall on top of players. Like, it would have been better if he would have grabbed Chris Paul and fell and, like, shoved his face into the ground and been like, sorry, you tripped right in front of me. <laughs> I fell on you. You're not wrong. So, friend of the show, TJ McBride, reported that uh, he, he had sources on it. Jeff Green angrily stormed towards the Suns locker room. He was held back in teammates and staffers, but he was uh, quite fired up after the game. So, there's our first note. Um, we heard from Coach Malone, of course, who sort of split the difference tonight, I think, in his mood. He was enthusiastic. I, um, his opening remarks, he said, I'm proud of our guys. We've got to tip your cap to Phoenix. It's a great team, but we fought. We gave our chance. At, uh, uh, we gave ourselves a chance. <clears throat> Problem is, to beat that team, you have to play perfect basketball. So true. Tonight, the Nuggets had 17 turnovers for 30 points. That's not great. And then Malone also cited the undisciplined fouling. So... You know, for the fans at home, put aside in your minds maybe the calls you didn't like so much, you can still probably conjure some where the Nuggets played great defense but then didn't give a guy landing space, right? And there's a lot of undisciplined fouling that, that concluded some otherwise great defensive possessions. It's so true. Um, so what was this, an eight-point game or ten-point game? Ten-point game and there were two shooting foul, three-point shooting fouls. Like, I know it's it never is. You just apples to apples. But, like, that's six points, man. Yep. Those were both really, really dumb fouls. Yep. Think about the Bones one he had in crunch time where he fouled Mikal. And, like, you're never going to get a stop, and you're always going to get whistled for that one. So I think that's what he means by undisciplined fouls. Obviously, um, that's the best team in the NBA, Malone said. And against the best team in the NBA, you can't help them. And tonight, Denver did. So true. Um, on Devin Booker, he talked about Aaron Gordon taking the assignment in the second half. I haven't seen matchup data, guys. Booker gave it to a little bit of it to everyone tonight. But... Uh, Malone talked about how it started early and how they let Booker get going. Will Barton, who had the primary assignment, he's a great player. He's a runoff. He's a guy you have to pick up early and take away his airspace. We were running out to him on the three-point line like he wasn't a shooter. Uh, once a, he said, I've been doing this for all these years. Once a guy gets on fire, it's almost impossible to put it out. Um, it's so true, definitely man. True, definitely true. Barton's defense was not great in the first quarter. 
And from there, I mean, it wasn't, no one's was particularly great on Booker, but to Malone's point, I mean, at that point, that dude was just living on another planet. He just couldn't see any defenders. So they let him get going too early. <clears throat> on Bones closing, he just said, I put him back in for Jeff Late just because he's having a really good night. So nothing more or less to it than that. Um, and then on if there was a little extra tonight, and if there typically is when these two teams match up, quote, I think so. I think it's great, as long as it stays above board, which I think it did tonight. This is a team that we've had a lot of close contests with, <clears throat> and that's what this team, this time of year should be about. I'm all for it. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> there's no moral victories this time of year, but I was really proud of how we competed and gave ourselves a shot down the stretch. Yeah. I will say, guys, Malone has gone back and forth within any given answer on how he feels about moral victories. Um, but <laughs> there was a little bit of inspiration tonight, and part of that was explained when he was asked if this, between the Clippers game and this game, and sure, they, they lost down the stretch, but did he, does he feel like they responded from that Boston Celtics drubbing? And Malone said yes, and then he also said, look, I'm lucky I have people in my life that care about me but are also not afraid to be honest. And those people pointed out that when you take a step back and you look around the NBA, those games happen. It's not just Denver, particularly Boston right now. Um, we responded well against the Clippers, and we responded well again tonight. You just can't help the best team in the NBA. We also heard from Bones Highland, um, who said it felt good to be closing again, but we didn't close the game good. Just minor mistakes didn't execute well. Um, we didn't close out. That's the only thing on my mind. We should have won that one. He agreed that he felt whatever people are talking about with the energy when the Suns and the Nuggets played. He says, I felt that all. A lot of animosity, a lot of competing. Um, there was a lot of trash talking, he pointed out. I asked him if he was eager to put his stamp on what he's stepping into, right, which appears to be a budding rivalry. And he said, I stay in my lane. I talk to myself. I get myself in the crowd pumped up, tries not to do too much trash talking to the other team. However, he said the Suns were trying to get in his head tonight. Uh, plenty of trash talking. He said they tried to throw me off, tried to get me out of the game, but that stuff don't phase me. Um, he was asked, does he think this is the best team they faced this season? And he said, by far, yes. Um, on breaking the Denver Nuggets rookie three-point record, which he did tonight, he passed Jamal Murray. He said, it means a lot to me. I put in so much work and time into my craft and game. It's a huge accomplishment for me. Definitely going to tell Molly I got that for sure. Um, and then finally, I asked Bones. I don't know if you guys saw Boogie. Boogie got pretty heated again tonight. And after he sort of threw up that desperation, thinking to get the rep through call, the Suns had a transition, and Bones Highland took a foul on purpose. And he said that actually was just to give Boogie a breather. And just, I don't know if you saw Bones came up and wrapped around him and started talking. Uh, and Bones says, I feel like he listens to me. I feel like there's mutual respect there. And I, he said, I did take that foul on purpose because I just know him so well. This mf um, man, I swear to God. <laughs> is Bones perfect? That's my, I mean, like, that's up next. We'll be discussing. I'll tell you what. A pact between us four. No one asks him anything political ever. Just yeah. All the all the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're like, Bones, that was a great three. What do you think of the Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, wow, guys. Wow. All right. All right. 
but he did but he did say yeah like i i I, um i just know him i know how he responds to fouls and so i wanted to try to slow him we also spoke with Jokic. I asked him, I said, I know you often categorize turnovers as just something that happens, a symptom of what happens when you try to pass the ball. But you personally had eight tonight. How would you categorize those? And he said it was a little bit of everything. You know, there were some where it was miscommunication with the teammates. There was some where it just slipped out of my hands. Some were great defense by them. Um, he talked about the one he saw Jeff in transition and, and he just thought they were connected, but they weren't, overthrew him a little. He said there is one where he spun baseline. Personally, thought he got fouled, and he didn't, so he tried to pass to Jeff and threw it into the stands. He said one to Will just slipped. It was a little bit of everything tonight. Um, he was asked about that budding rivalry we all keep talking about, to which Jokic shrugged and said, quote, I don't know. The budding so, rivalry? Uh, just between Phoenix and, and Denver, just the extra energy if there's a rivalry oh. there. And uh, Jokic, Jokic shrugged and said, I don't know. Is there, we, do you guys think there's a budding rivalry between Phoenix? Like, Denver doesn't win them. Yeah, we need to. Uh, we got to win the game before we can be a rivalry. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, certainly, guys. But I think we were talking about it on this very show just last week. I mean. Um, the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, we, no, we no, were talking right. about the Clippers. Yeah. You are right. But, I mean, look, I think there is something to, like, these two teams get chippy. And, and we have yet to, you know. Denver full strength wants to know how they play these guys. There's no doubt. Uh, Jeff Green charged the locker room tonight. Like Phoenix was on the a back-to-back tonight with, in theory, nothing to prove to anyone. That looked like a team who felt like they had a lot to prove and a message they wanted to send. And for what it's worth, fellas, I could hear them celebrating in the locker room for the entire pressers. They were fired up tonight. So anyway, Jokic doesn't give a shit. That's the point. Who's <laughs> our guy? He was asked about the trash talk and all that, and he says he respects it, like especially guys like Bones who try to talk themselves up, get themselves going. It's just not his style. He says, when I win, I try to be humble. When I lose, I try to be humble. Um, And then finally on execution, and if Denver can get to Phoenix's level of execution, he said, look, they have a really good team. They have really good role players. Everybody's playing for each other. They're well coached. Booker at 49 tonight, but Bridges at 22. Everybody is always giving something. Um, and he said, if we can reach that level, I don't know. Maybe just be better, I guess. Hmm. That's it, fellas. What is your takeaway from the game, Vote? They played well tonight. Uh, I mean, if you go, you know what's funny? You go through this, tied the first quarter 31-31. Denver wins the second quarter 37-35. They tie the third 38-38. The Phoenix Suns execute in crunch time, and it's something without Jamal Murray, the Nuggets have struggled to do consistently. So not terribly surprising, right, to see that's the difference right there. Um, I thought Denver was right in this game. I think Malone is dead on. I mean, if they clean up some of those turnovers, you'll get eight tonight. Um, then they're right there with a, a best team in the NBA who was playing at a high level. So it was a good showing. But again, in terms of... What's the difference between Denver and Phoenix right now? Health aside, to me, this is just really it. Those wheels are so greased. They never miss a beat. And when it comes time, you know, when it comes down to crunch time, Phoenix just takes it to another level. And, and Denver doesn't have that right now. So they were close. It was a good showing. But at the end of the day, they, they helped the Phoenix team beat them a little too much. And they, and they lost it in crunch time. All righty, vote. Well, thank you for the report. Um, get home safe from... Uh... The yeah, closet need, you're in. Do you need to, us to bail you out to tell us <laughs> yes or no? I'll show you a text after the show. Okay, right. cool. All righty. Take it <laughs> easy. Guys. Appreciate it.
Um, that does. You guys have any rap final thoughts here? I mean, the the loss last night from the Timberwolves um, keeps them like just still even. Like the the Nuggets uh, are, they can still control the end of the season if you look at the schedules. Um, Timberwolves have a very tough schedule, like yeah. coming up still. Um, Denver's not so much, but they have to respond. They still have to play very very hard. So. The good and bad thing is Denver does still have like some really meaningful games in these next couple of one, of them. So Denver still has to play extremely hard and well to get back. I mean to get ready for the playoffs. But that's like that's that's the beauty in it all. Like that they they're gonna have to be able to prove it themselves and get through. And I feel like they will. Yeah, yeah man. Like just the my main takeaway is just I'm I'm proud of the squad tonight. I'm proud of the squad. What's was happening? he calling back? But I mean, does, does he have something else to share? Oh, okay. <laughs> you should. I was like, you were just like erased. You no, brought on. So you can tell him what an idiot he is. Uh, you uh, moron. But I, uh, I am actually very encouraged by this. You're not supposed to have moral victories. This, or moral, uh, you know, losses, I suppose. Uh, but man, I don't know, like. I'm feeling good about where the Nuggets are right now. That was not a game we should have expected to win. That That is the best team in the NBA. We are shorthanded. That was as good as the Denver... Like, that... If the if we get that out of the Denver Nuggets, like, it's going to be a good end of the year. It's going to be, you know, like, we will get as far as it feels like we should. Like, I don't, we won't feel shortchanged. Sounds good. Are you interested tomorrow, Mavericks, uh, Timberwolves? Like, how? what's your level of interest in this game tomorrow? I think it's the same as it was the last time they played. I feel like every single loss from the Timberwolves is a positive for huge. Denver. It's huge. So, yeah, it's exactly. So I feel like it's it's as if it's a Nuggets game. The type of excitement <laughs> yeah. that you have to have if you're a Nuggets fan, really. Yeah, I, I I'm excited for it. I'm very excited. Like that game tomorrow is almost as important as any Nuggets game. You know. So, you're right. You're right. It, um, with it's scoreboard watching time. It's that time of year. I'm officially locked in. I I now know the standings. I, that hasn't been the case all year. And all rookie bones. Last thing I'll say before we get out of here tomorrow, Serbian corner. I'm gonna be on with my the homie Miroslav. I'm an honorary Serbian, just like Dev tomorrow. So uh, I got a little one day citizenship. What the H? Yeah. So I can't wait. Uh, you can probably hop on too if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, but I'm you sure would you never want. get citizenship. You you can't be a citizen. Never. But we can get you a green card. I'll just a visa. Man, this feels bad. Dev <laughs> doesn't want me to be his his national buddy. Uh, but then also, I just wanted to say, you know, I did a podcast. We do podcasts on off days as well. Last one I did uh, with Ethan Strauss, my favorite writer in all of basketball. He doesn't even write about basketball that much. But he writes about a bunch of things. My favorite writer. And I thought it was an A-plus conversation. It's different. It was less about the Nuggets and more about just the NBA and how it works. The, the marketing and media machine. I just thought it was really, he's such an interesting guy and I just enjoyed that conversation. So if you guys don't always listen to the shows on off days, you're going to want to go back and check that one out because I thought it was a very good one. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go.